It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, is your NC State preview round two this time, the second time in nine days that Syracuse is facing NC State, this time down in Raleigh. We're here to get you ready for the game on Tuesday night. Tim Leonard and Tyler Rocky here with you on the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Got you guys every single weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. We are the only daily Syracuse podcast out there. And after what was a a nail-biter last time they played NC State, down by nine at the half, they rallied back, thanks in large part to Katari Richmond. Now they get this NC State team with DJ Funderburk this time around, Ty. And I'm looking forward to how, what, what's going to be the difference between last time. We saw how much Katari Richmond impacted the game when they met up the first time. Is this going to be the game where maybe he doesn't start, but maybe he does start, but is he going to get an entrance into the game in the first three, four minutes? Because I'm looking now at what's going to be the big adjustment. You can't go down nine on the road this time and expect to win because the, the way that NC State plays at home versus how they play on the road night and day, especially shooting the basketball. Yeah, no doubt. I was thinking a little bit about the chances that Bayheim would start Richmond because you we know that he played so good against NC State and he kind of bullied their smaller guards and this was the game where he hit that spinning left-hand finish in the lane with about 90 seconds left to put Syracuse ahead and was ultimately one of the biggest shots of this game and I mean, he had 14 points in 16 minutes he went six for seven last time they played but then I thought about it and I think that would require Bayheim probably benching his son Buddy to put it Kadari in there because Honestly, Joe, the way he played in the second half, it's kind of hard to justify benching him after, albeit some garbage time scoring, but he led the team in scoring. He had 19 points, and the way that Beheim sort of praised him in the postgame afterwards, saying he didn't go side to side, he went downhill. That's what I've been trying to tell him to do, and he finally did it, and that was the one positive of the game. I don't see Joe getting benched, and Neither do I don't I. see Buddy no. getting benched either. So as much as it's going to be a talking point the rest of the season, I really just don't think we're going to ever see Kadari start. But if there was ever a game, it feels like after a terrible loss, this is the time to kind of, you know, change up the culture, just do something to spark the team a little bit. And I would not count on it, but I think if I was coaching, definitely I would start Kadari over Buddy at this point for sure. Again, the the starting thing, probably not going to happen for Kadari, but you can't rule out the quick hook. That is always in play, especially with Bayheim. I mean, we know that if you're not producing, especially with, with the way the guards have been playing lately, he will bench you real quick. And I don't think he's afraid to do that with Gerard. I'm not saying he's afraid to do it with Buddy, but I could see it happening. At some point, he's going to get fed up. I mean, he got fed up with him his freshman year. Let's not forget that, to the point where he literally benched him for entire games. So... I'm looking at this to be a quick hook game, and that's going to end up meaning one of two things. 
either Buddy and Joe are going to be playing so well that this team is going to be going into the halftime break, probably up 7 to 10 points, or you're going to see a lot of Kadari Richmond in the first half. I, I don't really see a, a middle in that. As far as what we learned from the first time these two teams met, it actually was a good buddy game. It wasn't that long ago, but it was probably his last good game and maybe his only good game in the past five or six games total. You'd have to really go through the game logs, but he put Braxton Beverly to work in the second half, finished with 17 points. This is an opportunity for Syracuse's guards to get get right, not just Kadari, because we know he's actually been playing pretty good and like we said, he was great against NC State last time, but for Gerard to prove it against NC State, he's had a lot of success against NC State. He scored 30 points against them in his freshman season, and now Buddy has some experience of going at Braxton Beverly. I'm sure that NC State will make some changes, maybe defensively a little bit, but really it's not a Clemson-type defense or a physical-type defense. They don't have the personnel that Virginia and Clemson do that I think Syracuse's guards should be able to continue to stay in attack mode in this game. I would hope so, and I want to see Syracuse do what it did so well the last time out, and a lot of it was Kadari, but I want to see how they attack these smaller guards. There's so many of them on this roster. I mean, you look at Beverly, Thomas Allen, um, Shaquille Moore, Cam Hayes isn't that big. I mean, you've got a bunch of guards at 6'3 or smaller. Meanwhile, Syracuse, they roll with four guards, and most of them are 6'5 or bigger. So, with the lone exception being Gerard, this is a game that Syracuse should win the guard play matchup, especially with no Devin Daniels out there. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Are we going to see Darion Sebron get put on to, to Kadari Richmond? Are we going to see a Jericho Helms get put on some of the bigger guards here? Because that is where Kadari struggled a little bit when he got the bigger guards put on him the last time against NC State. And... Listen, Kadari doesn't have to score to be effective, too. That's the thing, is he can be getting into the lane all game long and then setting up good looks for three from Buddy. He can elevate over some of these smaller guards. He can You can get it out to Griffin. He can elevate over some of these smaller guards. He can slash Griffin. You can find Garrier down low. I think this is a game that Marek can have a lot of success, too. So I'm looking to see at how the matchups are going to play out with the guards because there's really no excuse for Syracuse in this game to not play well with their guards. Of the four that they have, three of them have to be getting in double digits. And I think they should get in double digits with relative ease as well. Defensively, NC State had two guys last game when they met nine days ago that had career games, basically. Manny Bates had 17 points, 10 rebounds, and four block shots. He's one of the best shot blockers in the country, I'm sure. That is going to be a thing again. How well can Quincy and Marek score at the rim? And now you add Barama into the mix because Barama did not play against them last time around. They also add DJ Funderburk, though, which we can get to a little bit. But the other guy that had a career night was Jericho Hellams. And he is going to be their offense again. I don't think they're going to deviate from that game plan. They just couldn't really get it to the high post to him as much in the second half because Syracuse went to Kadari more and was a little bit more active at the top of the zone. So that's the key for the Orange prevent Helms from being that facilitator and scorer at the high post. He had 24 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists the last time they played. He's a very solid player. He's got 6'7", six, 6'8", six, size to him. He can hit that mid-range shot. And he's really the X-factor for NC State in this game because if he's not doing stuff at the high post, I think the Syracuse defense can shut down NC State given what they have. And a lot of that was creating 
three-point opportunities, especially in the first half, but that changed. I mean, Beheim. this was one of Beheim's better coached games of the season because he made some great second-half adjustments defensively with the zone, and a lot of that entailed Kadari and, and how effective he was at the top of the zone. And you look at what happened in the second half, NC State goes out there and goes 0 of 8 from 3 after shooting 40% in the first half. I mean, to me, those are the adjustments that we're going to have to see in this game. And I want to see a full 40-minute effort out of Syracuse because if yeah, if they're limiting... Cow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And especially with the guards. If they are limiting NC State to, uh, let's say, if they can get them down to like 35%, 33% from three, Syracuse is probably going to win this game because I think the guard matchup is too tasty right now for this team. And on top of that, if NC State's not shooting the ball well, they're largely a, a pretty ineffective offense. So I, I think that's something that that I'm really looking forward to in this game is what kind of three-point defense are we going to see? Are we going to see the three-point defense that we saw in the first half against NC State the first time these two teams met? Or is it going to be what we saw in the final 20 minutes when these two teams met up at the Dome? All right, quick break from our NC State discussion. We will have more on that in just a little bit. But want to remind you guys about rockauto.com, which is... A great place to maintain and repair your car. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online, strictly online, for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. It's one of those stores that I've gotten quite fond of during the quarantine period because you don't have to go to the brick-and-mortar store and you don't have to worry about them maybe upcharging you for prices. You get the same reliably low prices online you can shop the same interface that they are looking at the brick and mortar stores and just feel feel better about your purchase. It's safer. It checks a lot of boxes. So I highly recommend rockauto.com. They have everything you could possibly need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And when you go there, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, there is a how did you hear about us box at rockauto.com. And you can write locked on in there so they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on so find your local dealer today that's kabotaorangedays.com all right before we dive more into the sensi state game you know we're covering syracuse every single day on this podcast and if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget about the other podcasts on the lockdown podcast network especially a new one which is locked on today you can keep up to date on all the sports news you need in less time with that new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, which is a great way of sort of breaking down the biggest stories from analysis from our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. You can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Maybe do it on your commute to work or when you're working out or something like that as you start your day. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. State attempted 37% of their shots last time against NC or against Syracuse, I should say, were from three-point range. So actually, relatively speaking, kind of a lower number. They did, for the most part, a decent job of working the but ball But that is inside. a higher number for them. 
They they are a team yeah, that does not that. shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Syracuse and, got them out of their game plan. And they they have shooters. It's almost kind of similar to Gerard and Beheim because Braxton Beverly and Thomas Allen are capable known shooters, and Beverly especially has been there four years now. It feels like even longer. But they're both kind of slumping this year. Thomas Allen especially has continued to slump even since the Syracuse game, and NC State's coming off a win over BC, a shorthanded BC team, and then a loss right before that at home against Virginia in a pretty close game, 64-57. to But for Thomas Allen, 2-for-17 in his last five games from three-point range. So maybe this is the game where he breaks out of his slump. That kind of feels like the type of season Syracuse is having, but it's worth noting that those shooters have been struggling. And the reason why I compare it to Buddy and Joe is because Kevin Keats this week in his press conference was saying stuff like, yeah, they're struggling, but teams know that you have to get out on them, and that creates spacing for other guys like Funderburk, Helms, Bates, and their scorers since Daniels have been down have been those interior guys. So it is kind of similar to Syracuse that you still have to guard these guys, but I think when Beverly's out there, it's a great matchup for Syracuse because for the most part, the three-point defense has been good this year. Maybe not so much last game, but for the most part, good. And then also, you can go at Beverly, and he's got to guard someone, and that is a mismatch basically for all five guys when Syracuse has the ball. So what you're telling me is that they've got lunchtime YMCA guys too. (laughs) Am I getting that right? Like, should we be playing this game at noon instead uh, today? No. Uh, Well, I don't think they jack up the type of shots that Gerard and Bayheim do. That is very true. That's special too. Yeah, Gerard it's not like the, the Spice the Adams uh, chucking threes uh, in that one right. gif. Anyway, I I think this is going to come down to the, this game is going to be decided by Buddy and Joe. I really do think so because they're going to need to show something intensity wise. I mean, w- the, the tweet that we saw from Devo kind of calling out the heart and, and the effort from this team from a game ago that can't happen. And, and you're not yeah. going to win games on the road if you're going to come if out. There's flat. ever a time to be hungry. I mean, holy cow! Yeah, I like, mean, this you is gotta a, win. This is yeah. a game that you need. It, it, and listen, it's one of those games where not going to help you a ton if you win, but it's going to hurt you a heck of a lot if you lose. And so, is it a must win? Can we say that? I know we it, usually joke, but it's a must win, right? Like you can't lose this game and then go to the NCAA tournament. You're done after this, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, Unless the, you make a miracle run in the ACC tournament. That's what right. it comes down. I mean, think about it this way. You're not even on the, the outside looking in, the immediate outside. There are like three or four rows of teams in front of you that, uh, in terms of getting into the tournament. And listen, don't get me wrong. I still think Syracuse can get into the tournament. I think they can play well enough. We've seen them play well enough to be a tournament team. But they also, at times this season, play like a team that doesn't even belong in the NIT conversation. So... Yeah. It's one of those things. You have to find some sort of balance. It's the consistency of it. And who knows? Maybe Syracuse goes into this game and and they play like they did against BC earlier in the year because the guards are exploiting that matchup at the top. But it could also be one of those games like we saw against Clemson. And it's we just have not seen a lot of those games that fall in the middle this year. And I think if Syracuse can play one of those games that kind of falls in the middle of those two polar opposites of the spectrum, they'll probably win the game. They probably will. Yeah. We'll get we'll pick the game in a little bit and do our prop shop picks. We'll also get to Anthony DeBundo's digits in a little bit. But just to give the breakdown on the NC State numbers now after those two games since they played Syracuse, mentioned it was a Virginia loss and then a BC win. The BC win 
They went on a 37-3 run in that game, but it's kind of just all taken with a grain of salt because BC was down six scholarship players. They were coming off a three-week COVID pause. They just looked terrible. I mean, they were going to play with scout team players. I think they had a couple of those guys on their bench, which I I didn't even know you could do. I I thought, like, once your roster's set, your roster's set for the season, but I guess you you can pull up uh, Ken from chemistry class and and have him play, but... (laughs) Yeah, only at BC would they be like, yeah, go ahead, BC, you're 3-10. We'll, <laughs> yeah, they we'll probably just let them play. in. Yeah, just just right. let them on the basis one time. So NC State now 78 in the net ranking. Kind of tough because if you're top 75 and Syracuse gets this road win, then it's technically a quad one game. But also that stuff fluctuates so much that if you win it now, it could end up being a quad one game by the time that you're actually evaluating your resume if, it, if Syracuse does. Yeah, you're rooting for NC State here. the rest of the way. Exactly. And just looking at the Orange by quadrants right now, they're 0-5 against quad one teams so far this year, and just 1-1, only played two times against quad two teams, then 9-0 against the, the, the bad teams, the quad three and quad four teams. So that one win versus quad one and quad two is Virginia Tech at home. You're also rooting for Virginia Tech, who is right around 39 in the net. They need to get inside the top 30 for it to count as a quad one win. They're going to have quad one opportunities, and like I said, this could be a quad one game. But gosh, they got to start piling up some quality wins. And I guess it's good because the one thing they have going for them is, like I said, if there's ever a time to be urgent, show energy, show effort, it is this game. And NC State, at 78 in the net, they're just thinking, how can we go on a run in the ACC tournament? They are definitely outside the bubble right now. So there's not a And especially when you lose of... your best player, too. I mean, yeah, that weighs right. on the psyche of a team more than people would expect. Yeah, um, the, just to finish my point, it's just... Syracuse has more to play for than NC no State in this game. No for doubt. Sure, so. mm-hmm. and, and listen, NC State, home game, they don't have the incentive of ice cream. So for those who don't know <laughs> that story, uh, Kevin Keats, whenever they pick up road wins, likes to treat his team to some ice cream after the game. So uh, the ice cream warriors probably don't really feel like they have much to play for in this game. So what what would be the, the ice cream spot in, in Syracuse? What was that one place that we would go to a couple times? Oh, man. Gosh, our, our friend Connor Federico would be screaming at us right now. He probably is. I, I think he listens from time place. to time. But, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we are thinking of the same place. Um, but, no. Uh, yeah, I, we're I, – I can't remember it right now. What's we it with have, us? We can't remember any of these – yeah, we can't remember any of these local establishments. We leave for a year and then look at us, huh? What's happened yeah. to us, Tim? Middle Ages I did get. Yeah, you did it, get. I was – I was listening back to it, and I was like, man, people probably think I just looked that up, but I actually didn't. It came to me. It just took way too long, admittedly, for me to get there. It was it was sad, because I, I really I frequented that place a lot when Syracuse had road games and stuff. Um, how much do you think, we can just hit on this real quick and then get to Debundo's digits, and we'll break. Oh, I got it. I got out. it. Gannon's. Gannon's. Oh, thank you. Yes, there you go. That, that place is the best. Shout Anyone that's Gannon's. been there tweeted us, eh, maybe they can sponsor the pod. Gannon's great ice cream. Gannon's, come um, on the show. Right. <laughs> we, we'd love to chat about your ice cream, especially once Syracuse is maybe in the NIT or <laughs> whatever, when it's trending that way, if it if it continues. Hopefully this is a win. But uh, how much do you think DJ Funderburk being back is a difference maker? Because I do worry about him just given what we know about Syracuse and their, their interior defense for the past couple years. Well, here's what I'll say about Funderburk is that, yes, he's going to bring a lot on offense, but you really, if you're NC State, you're not going to play him necessarily um, 
differently than you would like you're not going to play him at the same time as manny bates probably right right and, and manny bates put together 38 minutes so his body of work in the game against syracuse and again one of his best games of the season but he goes 17 points 14 rebounds four blocks they also follow him out late in the game as well so with bates here, here's the difference here bates won't fall out and maybe he's going to play a lot more aggressive and i think the same can be said about funderburk where since you've got a backup option there you're going to probably play a little more aggressive. Maybe you pick up a couple extra blocks, and if you get called for a foul here or there, well, you're not falling out of the game. But the flip side of that is I don't see the combination of Bates and Funderburk going for much more than 22 points, maybe 25 points, because the, the time is going to be split up. So if they're not on the floor together, which I don't anticipate that they will be, um, I honestly see a very similar output to what we saw, but we just saw it with one person last time. Maybe yeah. there are a few more blocks picked up, but I'm not expecting much more damage per se. Could be more rebounds. They won the rebounding battle by two, but I think Funderburk's their best rebounder, especially offensive rebounding. Yeah, he, so that he's going to get me. more rebounds, which is obviously concerning, but he's not going to get as many blocks. And when he's in the game instead of Bates... That kind of helps the prospects of Quincy Garrier because remember, For Garrier, sure. I mean, he had a double double in this game, uh, the cheap 10 and 10 double double, but he wasn't as efficient as he usually is from the floor. And he's not going to play as scared, I feel like. And I feel like the this was kind of the game, or maybe it was Virginia, that started a little bit of shell shock with him. And he hasn't played as strong. And that's something that what maybe Funderburk being out there instead of Bates is going to help him. Or it's going to yeah. be one of those things where I I picked up that from from when Manny Bates was on the floor. I know that I can get around him by doing this. And it's just those little adjustments that he's going to make game to game. And this is obviously, a, a lot of this is on Alan Griffin, the coach's plate, to help coach up some of these bigs and make sure that he can be put in a position for success the second go around against a prolific shot blocker. All right, let's get into Anthony DeBundo's digits here. We do this every single time before a game. It's our guy, Anthony DeBundo, from the Daily Orange. Here's DeBundo's digits. The numbers you need to know. Anthony DeBundo breaks down the biggest stats for this week's Syracuse matchup. DeBundo's digits. If you ain't taking stats, stick the f*** out the class. On the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Syracuse NCAA tournament chances are down to 12.1% as the Orange are now 0-4 in Quadrant 1 games and were embarrassed by Clemson on Saturday. Because NC State is outside the top 70 in the net rankings, Tuesday night would not currently be a Quadrant 1 game either. SU's turning changes would improve to about 21% according to Bart Torvik with the win, but that number has been dwindling with each passing AC game at this point. It's not heading in the right direction. And NC State may not have star player Devin Daniels anymore, but don't count out the Wolfpack. As Orange fans learned when the Wolfpack nearly won in the Dome nine days ago, they have size and they have shooters. Manny Bates ranks 11th nationally in block rate and is excellent on both the offensive and defensive glass. He tallied 17 points and 14 rebounds in the first matchup before fouling out near the end of regulation. And senior guard Braxton Beverly is shooting 40% from beyond the three-point arc and made three of his five attempts in that last game. The Wolfpack will also be returning 6'10 center DJ Funderburk, who is not only one of the best names in the ACC, but draws lots of fouls and is efficient at scoring on the interior. So while Barama Sidibe's debut may not have been great with no rebounds and four fouls in 11 minutes, 
the Orange will need him to play more and shore up the defense. As a team, NC State tends to force opponents to be jump shooters, which the Orange must not fall into the trap of doing. The Wolfpack rank 43rd in opponents' percentage of shots coming from beyond the three-point arc, and they don't take a lot of threes themselves, ranking 272nd in percent of shots that come as threes. Syracuse has to get Gerard and Beheim going, but can also score on the interior against the Wolfpack, who are 258th in two-point defense. And the Orange's three guards need to be more active defensively than they were in the last meeting. SU had 11 steals in the first game, all of them, though, by Dolajai, Griffin, and Garrier. None of Richmond, Girard, or Beheim manage a steal, and they turned it over multiple times, leading to runouts, especially in the first half. The Wolfpack will go deeper into their bench than the Orange. They rank 100th in bench minutes and regularly play eight guys in their rotation. While that number is really a bit lower since Daniel's injury, the Wolfpack have a good mix of both youth and experience. They rank 102nd in minutes continuity. They've lost two of their last three AC games at home, but were competitive late with Virginia in their last home game. Bart Torvik gives the Wolfpack a 61% chance to beat the Orange at home with a projected score of 75-73. And Ken Palm has NC State at 52% to win by a similar projected score of 75-74. And I'll leave you with one concerning note. When we look at three-point shooting defense, Syracuse has improved by about 2% if you just compare this year to last year. But it could be due for some regression, given the regression we've seen elsewhere for Syracuse on defense. If teams start making more threes against SU, which the numbers suggest is very possible, it could be an even bigger worry for a currently flailing team. All right, thanks to Anthony DeBundo, as always. Find him on Twitter, at Anthony DeBundo, and read his work over at the Daily Orange. So let's get into the prop shop, and we'll pick this game with our betting edge segment of the week on the other side. Hey, some of you out there may be thinking, oh, well, with no football, what is there for me to gamble on these days? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a full slate of college basketball, including this Syracuse-NC State game. We're in full swing with the NBA and the NHL, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and it is the aforementioned betonline.ag. And today, you can sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code Locked On, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Tim and I are going to give you our picks in just a little bit, and you can use that or fade us, whatever you please, to go make a play on it on betonline.ag. Don't sit on those sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, promo code Locked On, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Okay, time for our betting edge segment of the week, presented by betonline.ag. Don't forget that they have a promo code over at betonline.ag. We have a promo code, locked on, all one word, and that'll get you fifty a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag when you sign hey, up March for a free account. around the corner. You, I know. Just get in on the action now. You How can. was your I, Super Bowl gambling? What, oh, atrocious. All right? uh, atrocious. Uh, well, you called ab- your shot. 
on the last pod. I know, did you and that's part that of my problem. Or? That no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I left it in there for for the fine folks. So, um, but no, atrocious. Uh, got pretty much everything wrong. I, I think I made one winning bet the entire week, and it was wow. uh, an, an, or, uh, Antonio Brown to go under on his yardage. But I mean, the the hmm. one offensive stat that Patrick Mahomes did well in was was rushing. He went over his rushing total. But and yeah. of course, I naturally take the under. So, is what it is. You 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 have fun though. And listen, I, I had read. fun. I still had fun watching that Super Bowl, and it's because I had a little action through BetOnline.ag. Right. Well, let's let's try and make you some money back right here. I kind of like this line that they're offering at BetOnline.ag. It is a straight pick'em. Syracuse Ooh, on the road okay. at NC State. Like I said, I think Syracuse just has more to play for, and I know that. NC State now has Funderburk back, and NC State did a lot of good things offensively in that first half in the Dome, so it worries me still. It's going to be a close game, I would say. These are always close games when they play against NC State, it feels like. It'll come down to the end, but I'm going to lean with the team that has a little bit more to play for, and I do like a lot of what Syracuse wants to do on offense is dependent on how much can their guards score, and I think their guards can score in this game. I'm with you. I I think this... The fact that this is a second go around here, even though Syracuse won that first matchup and it wasn't a narrow margin, I just think that the second go around favors Syracuse because they learned how to win that game on the fly. And that's something where this time around, they're not going to be learning how to win the game. They're, they know they have the formula to win this game. And it's going to be by using your guards, getting effective play out of Kadari, especially defensively. So to me, this isn't a, a learn on the on the job now. This is a we-know-how-to-win sort of game, and I think that favors Syracuse tremendously. So I'm going to roll with the orange as well. What about the over-under? It's set right now, as of us recording, at betonline.ag at 147.5. I would have to do some quick math. It was 76-73. Yeah, so 149 the last time. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to go under here. The, the second okay. meeting thing also always seems to favor the under on a lot of yep. these sort of situations. I mean, not, not like to make a cross-sport. I, I was right. Exactly, <laughs> yep. Not to make a cross-sport comparison, but that's exactly what we saw. So second go-arounds, I feel like, usually lend themselves to the under, although I guess you could say, what, in the case of the Pitt game earlier this season, that, that was not the case, but I would imagine it would regress more towards the norm here. So I, I'm with the under here. I just, I just don't... Listen, nothing about this NC State offense impresses me. I mean, they, they were not good in the second half. I don't see NC State going out there and putting together another 47-point half. I don't know about you, but I, I just don't see that yeah. happening. It's kind of famous last words. I do think Helms is a very good player, and he is good against his own, but they contained him in the second half. They just need Kadari out there to prevent the high post pass a little bit more, so I'm with you. All right, well, you can bet on those the the pick'em spread and the over under at 147 and a half at betonline.ag let's do our prop shop picks now before we get out of here uh let's start with this one barama sadebe over under 14 and a half minutes in this game i'm going to take a slight over i say he gets to 15 16 minutes they really need his physicality and i guess lack thereof because he's not super physical but he provides more than Marek. so going against funderburk Bates, i think they'll ride on him as much as possible I'm going to go with the under here, and it's not because of the scheme or the game plan, but rather the opposition, I think is going to be in a pretty good spot to get him in some foul trouble. <laughs> and when you're going to be rotating yeah. those bigs in like Bates and like Thunderburk in this game, 
that to me is not something that helps out a guy like Brahma, especially a guy who has looked a step slow, albeit the, the sample size is just one for his return so far, but I don't think that helps out Sidibe, so I'm going to go with the under on his minutes played in this game. Kadari Richmond steals. will set the over-under at a high three and a half. He's averaging two a game. I'm going to take the under. I, I think you have to set his over pretty high. He's coming off a six-steal game, and he just gets his hands on so many passes. I do think he'll play a good amount in this game, hopefully in the 25-minute range because we know that's about where Bayheim tops him out. But looking at the defensive box plus minuses for the season for Syracuse, he's at a 6.2. The next closest rotation player is 2.6 plus 2.6 on the box plus minus, according to basketball reference. So, I mean, we need him out there. We need him to prevent the high post pass. I don't think he's going to get to four steals, but I think he'll have a good game. Yeah, I'm with you. He actually had zero steals against NC State last time, believe it or not, which was a statistic that kind of blew my mind. But this is an NC State team that does sort of lend itself to coughing up the ball, especially having it stolen from them. They're fifth in the conference. Um, or rather, they don't lend themselves to, to have their pockets picked, really. Uh, they're fifth in the conference in, in protecting the ball from steals. So right. I, I'm going to go with the under on this one. I, I, I don't think he's going to get to three and a half steals. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's having an ineffective game defensively. All right. So Joe Girard led the team in scoring last game. Here are our, our odds, which I made up this week for who will lead the team in scoring. Quincy Garrier plus 170 leads the way. Alan Griffin plus 200. Buddy plus 275. Joe Girard now plus 300. Marek plus 500, hasn't done it all season, and Kadari Richmond plus 550. I guess Richmond has the best value. I'm going to go with Alan Griffin. I think he's due for a good game, and he's just the most trustworthy guy right now because Quincy has slipped a little bit. He hasn't played bad. I, I don't even want anyone to think I'm saying that. It's just when yeah. he's gone against physical teams, he's right. struggled a little bit. Lately. I was going to say, I don't think he's necessarily played bad. He's obviously dipped off a little bit, and I don't even think it's a it's a thing where – He's been solved. Like, opposing teams have solved him. No. I think it's the matchups have been bad. He's been going up against some really good shot blockers lately. And I think that has kind of maybe messed with his head a little bit these last couple of games. So I'm not really worried about the long-term effects of Quincy. But in terms of who I think, I really like your Allen pick. And I'm tempted to to double up with you here. But I do need to pick up some some dollars on you. So I, I'm going to roll with Buddy Bayheim. I think this is a, a matchup that where... We're going to see a bigger guy on Kadari. We're probably going to see a bigger guy on Allen because he torched him the last time out. And this could be a game where Buddy Bayheim goes off. So yeah, I know you. I like you, that. I'm not one that usually calls for the Buddy Bayheim game. That is no. you, Tim. But I think this could be a good matchup because he could be put on a guy who's 6'3 or 6' foot even for the, um, for the majority of the game defensively. And we know he's probably going to get the minutes. So right. uh, I'm rolling with Buddy. I actually think you usually call for Alan Griffin, too. Yeah, so look at us. Probably tells freaky us that, Friday on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to happen now, and then we're each going to be like, why, why didn't we? Or I guess they both can't hit. That's the thing. Maybe they could. We, we can, can split. split we'll go dead heat. Yeah. yeah. I would take that. So anyway, that is our prop shop. You can bet the game, like we said, over at betonline.ag. And while you're watching the game, don't forget about our Twitter page, at LO underscore Syracuse, who will be tweeting out the game on Tuesday night. Assuming everything goes according to plan uh, with the, the game getting off in time and all that. But enjoy the game, everyone, and we'll be back to recap it on Wednesday. Hey, 
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.